have a problem with hunting. I, if you do what you enjoy, but if I'm not mistaken, didn't we just reintroduce wolves to Yellowstone and then help to rebalance the ecosystem? Because and man, now we're hunting them? Yeah. Yeah. Man has hunted them to near extinction, or in some cases to extinction. Yes. You, know, you look at uh, the American um, buffalo. Uh -huh. That was hunted almost to extinction. Yeah. I mean, what, the dodo bird, the passenger pigeon here in America, uh -huh. that's an extinct species that man foolishly hunted to extinction. You know, this says something about the ecological system, you know, when we hunt animals needlessly. You know, it destroys the whole ecological system. People don't realize how finely tuned nature is. Yeah, absolutely. You remove one component of it, yeah. it could throw, you know, yeah. throw the system into chaos. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the second page. I know it seems like the show's been on hiatus for the last, what, month, Jerry? Yeah. Yeah. I've done some traveling and I've kind of been a little bit unavailable lately, but we're back, Jerry. We're yes, back. We are. We got some great stories today. How are you, Jerry? Hey, I'm good, Terry. How about you? I'm doing well, man. I'm on the mend, though. I had a really good night last night. I, so I believe you. Um, <laughs> uh, one of the things I wanted to mention, Terry, before we get started is uh, there was something historic that happened since we've been out. Okay. Uh, Tiger Woods. Arguably the greatest golfer of our generation. Absolutely. Um, suffered a uh, severe Horrific. car accident. Yeah. Um, hopefully. Well, he's 45. I believe his career may be over. I'm hoping that he could come back. He's 45 now. And the injuries that he suffered, it's probably going to take about two years for him to recover. Right. That would have been 47. Uh-huh. I just, I mean, we wish Tiger well. Um you know, whatever you think about him, um, his off the uh, course views. Yeah. The guy was probably the most talented golfer that we've ever seen. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was terrible. I remember when I first heard about it, somebody, I think it was you. You yeah. sent me a text message like, what happened to Tiger Woods? And I was yeah. like, I have no idea. Then I looked yeah. and apparently like fractures, like compound fractures. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah I had a friend. This is how you know you're big. Mm -hmm. The media talked about him all that afternoon. So, and um, I had a friend that, that likened that to when Michael Jackson died. Mm -hmm. um, you know, somebody that big that the media stops talking about what's going on and they focus yeah. on that one person. It's that where were you moment. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just very tragic. Yeah, let's just hope he heals. I mean, Tiger's a oh, fighter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Think he'll, I think he'll pull through. I hope so. I do too. All right, so we got some great stories for you today. So we're going to go ahead and set the table. Uh, our first story comes to us via the HuffPost about a wolf hunt that was shut down right after three days. And then the second story, Jerry, is about green energy. Uh, Jerry will deliver a commentary and we'll close out with a sports story as we always do. So when we get back, we're going to talk about some wolves. All right, we're back. And Terry, this story comes from the HuffPost um, from Mary Pappenfuss. This happened in Wisconsin, where they actually had a legalized wolf hunting. And the story starts, it said um, they shut the hunt down after 216 wolves were killed in three days. Hunters blew past the uh, cap of 119 wolves after the Trump administration ditched protections for the animals uh, just last month, you know, I guess in the final few days yep. of the Trump administration, they just said the heck with wolves. Quick question. Yeah. Are you a hunter? 
I have in the past. Okay. Well, I mean, what are your feelings about hunting? When I was much younger, I hunted pretty much almost everything that moved down in South Georgia. Yeah. I mean, I get hunting, but... Um, but now I'm older. Uh-huh. And when you have a species like the wolf mm-hmm. that was almost extinct, and then we had to reintroduce it back to its natural habitat. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in, we shouldn't be hunting those animals. Those animals, and, and later in the story, it talks about the Native American tribe, the Ojibwe. Yeah. Yeah. They were very upset. Yeah, because it's a sacred animal to them. And they actually use the animal for, for resources. Mm-hmm. I have an issue with people hunting animals just for a trophy. Okay. That is a waste. Like sport hunting. Yeah, I do not agree with that whatsoever. Now, if you're going to hunt a deer and you're going to eat it, or rabbits, or squirrels, or anything like that, even though you can get stuff at the market, I don't have a problem with people hunting like that. But it's just for sport? You no. Know. You know, I've never gone hunting. I was supposed to go. My grandfather told me he was going to take me hunting when I was 12. That's a big surprise. <laughs> and uh, he passed away. So I'm I've never sorry. been hunting. I don't have a problem with hunting. I if you do what you enjoy, but if I'm not mistaken, didn't we just reintroduce wolves to Yellowstone and then help to rebalance the ecosystem? Because and man, now we're hunting them. Yeah, yeah. Man has hunted them to near extinction, or in some cases, to extinction. Yes. You know, you look at uh, the American um, buffalo uh-huh. that was hunted almost to extinction. Yeah. I mean, what the dodo bird, the passenger pigeon here in America, uh-huh. that's an extinct species that man foolishly hunted to extinction. You know, they said something about the ecological system, you know, when we hunt animals needlessly, you know, it destroys the whole ecological system. People you know, don't this, realize how finely tuned nature is. Yeah, absolutely. And you remove one uh, component of it yeah. and it can throw, you know, yeah. throw the system into chaos. Yeah. The article, you know, which was a very well-written article, um, it says that the... Um, in just those three days, 216 of the animals were killed, 82% more than the max that had been set aside by the state. A complete waste. Because, you know, what they were doing with these animals was just killing them and using them, taking them to the taxidermy and, you know, mounting the heads. You know, yeah. they're, they're big trophy cases. Also in this article, this is what's sad about it as well. There were female wolves that were hunted and killed. And they said they were pretty sure there were pregnant females that were killed. Because yeah. in February, when this took place, was the mating season, season yeah. the breeding season. Yeah. So, you know, man is guilty of a lot of terrible things. And this is one of those. It's not necessary. Yeah. Especially, opinion. so I'm a Nat Geo. Well, before they put on all those vet shows, <laughs> just driving me crazy. Nagio Wild Watcher. And it was funny. I remember they would do stories about the reintroduction of the wolves to Yellowstone and how really the wolves, the North American wolf had been hunted to near extinction. Mm-hmm. And so we start to get our wolf populations back. And then now we're going to yeah. we're gonna start hunting them. I, yeah. I mean... It, I, I can understand a wolf hunt, but maybe in like 10 to 15 years. I don't know about right now. Well, there was a group, the um, Hunter Nation of Kansas. Kansas. This is in Wisconsin where yeah. the hunt took place. Yeah. So Hunter Nation of Kansas sued and demanded a rush on the wolf hunting season. Um, that's what state officials um, had, had mentioned. And you know, so they just like, we'll set aside 200, which was 20% of the state's wolf population. population. Yeah. 
They blew past that in three days. The hunt <laughs> was they, supposed I mean, to last, what, a they week? They cheated, too. They used dogs. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you can't use a dog to hunt a deer. The deer would run, right? No, it's true. You, yeah. you know, the, but I mean, I'm not a hunter. What, no, what the hell no, I'm just saying, you, when you're hunting a deer, it's a whole different thing. You're up in a, most of the time, you're in a stand. Uh-huh. You're just in for hours upon hours. Yeah. You know, cold weather. How do you hunt a wolf? I've never hunted wolf. Okay. I've never hunted a wolf before. I mean, South I mean apparently it's easy. 216 I, in three days? Yeah. But here's another thing. The animals were during their breeding season, so the animals more than likely were not, well, of course, they're not thinking, hey, I'm going to get hunted today. Yeah. You know, <laughs> It's a great day to run for some hunters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, this so finish was, your thought. Yeah, I was just thinking about the uh, uh, Ojibwe tribe that, you know, say this, you know, the animal, it was disrespectful and wasteful for them to do this. And by Thursday of that week, the number of kills was at 216. Here's another thing, Terry. They're saying that even more kills may not yet have been reported. So that yeah, two, all the numbers weren't in yet. Exactly. Yeah. So it may go up even to possibly 300. Here's here's my thing. If something was almost extinct, let's wait before we hunt it. Let's not hunt it. No, let's wait. No, No. because, listen, we live in Georgia. Number one, we have a deer problem, right? I have no issue with that. Which which we're allowed to hunt deer. Yeah. We also have a coyote problem. In my neighborhood, I'll tell you, in my neighborhood, we used to have rabbits, right? When I first moved into my house in the spring, you would see rabbits everywhere. And then you didn't see the rabbits anymore, right? And I remember I was talking to my neighbor. I was like, you know, we got a coyote problem over here. He's like, I know we don't. I was like, really? Where are the rabbits? And and you know that light bulb moment? He was like, oh, my God, yes. We used to have so many rabbits here. Those rabbits have been eaten. And and the small dogs around our neighborhood have been eaten. Wow, really? Yes. If you go next door, you know the app next door? People are always complaining about their small animal missing. Cats missing. So, listen, I understand that this is the coyotes' territory. Everybody's like, the animals were living here first. But guess what? We need these, We have these things called buildings, and we erect them. Um, we have to find a fine balance. But let's, if we're going to hunt something, hunt something that is either a nuisance or, yeah. or an overpopulated you know, animal type. But yeah. wolves? I mean, we just got the wolves back. So what you're saying is Wild E has just been taking bugs out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was not a question. He caught he caught <laughs> bugs every single time. Man, what's up, Doc? No, it was so funny. I mean, in the spring, Jerry, oh, you'd man. walk out my door, it'd be a rabbit here, a rabbit. I mean, sometimes you see 10 rabbits, you know, the term mating like rabbits. I totally understood what it was. And not now even. there are none. So you have an overinflux of coyotes now in your neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. And, wow. And they've eaten them rabbits. Wow. That's yeah. so anyway. So let's move on, Jerry. Let's let's talk about green energy. All right. Let's do that. All right. When we get back, we're going to talk about green energy. All right. And we're back. And Terry, um, I had an interesting article from Science Daily. Um, It's about renewable energy. It's from Trinity College in Dublin. Mm -hmm. Um, And it starts off as saying, can you imagine a world powered by 100% renewable electricity and fuels? And it says it may seem um, fantasy, but a collaborative team of scientists have has shown this dream is theoretically possible if we can garner global buy-in. Now listen away from the argument. I mean, from the story to get to you because that last uh, sentence there by uh, garner global buy-in. 
Terry, how, what say you? Okay, so <laughs> first, let's preface this. So Jerry and I have been having these green energy arguments. Jerry, what, what year is this article from? It's like from like 2008 or something, right? No, no, no. Last year, December of last year. Okay, so I told Jerry, find any article. It doesn't have to be recent. We're going to have this discussion. <laughs> so let's have this discussion. Here's the first thing, Jerry. What you just read, I absolutely know is possible. Okay. But when I say it's possible, all right, you can have a net positive power supply based upon renewable energy, but you still can't get rid of the dirty energy. I mean, listen, we can get rid of coal. Okay. Let's get rid of coal. Okay. But natural gas. Can we scale it down? Nuclear. Can we scale it down to we're only using maybe 10 to 20% of fossil fuels? No. Really? No. But here's the deal. Let's say, all right, so let's think about it this way. All right, let's say you have total power of 100%, right? Okay. So what happens is we have to get renewable energy probably somewhere. We need to provide, during the daytime, probably 80% of our energy via renewable energy. But at night, let's, let's be honest, at night, solar is worthless. Wind still works at night. Wind works 24-7, right, as long, okay. as, there, as, long as there's wind. But really, solar, which is which is because I wanted to put solar panels on my house. A lot of neighborhoods won't allow that. Yeah, the covenants in my community will yeah. not allow it. Yeah. But um, you just mentioned that it said um, the study published in the International Journal Energies explores what changes are needed in our energy mix and technologies, as well as consumption patterns, if we are to achieve one hundred percent renewability in a way that supports everyone and the myriad of life on our planet. So they're thinking, yeah, we can get to 100%. And you're saying you don't believe we I, can. I, they're being intellectually dishonest. Okay. Okay. So listen, let's think about the, let's think about the various forms of okay. green energy. All right. Mm-hmm. So you have solar, solar, wind, wind, right? Yeah. You have fuel cell, but which still needs a natural gas component. Okay. Right. But you can self-supply your power for a facility or a home, right? Biofuels, right? That's like four so far. Okay. What are some of the other ones? I think the the big ones would be the the solar and the wind. And wind, right? Yeah. But really, think about it. How large is the Mojave Desert? Very large. Right? Yeah. I mean, and, and how much sun does it get? Lots and lots of sun. So... What we can do is we can we can use the Mojave Desert. I mean, we could okay. several rays of okay. solar panels, which probably could, could power the West Coast, right, during okay. the day. But what happens at night? It's not enough reserve then during the day to we, no. We have to get better at night. storing energy, and that's one thing I've noticed lately. Okay. You know, if you ever notice on Facebook now, you'll see that they they have these battery packs that they want you to install in your home, and they're back they're backup power. Supplies if the power okay. goes out. But here's the thing: batteries are finite. Let's be honest. Do I want a battery backing up my house, or do I want a generac generator outside of my house running off natural gas if the power goes out? Listen, if the power goes out, this battery mm-hmm. will eventually run out of energy. As long as the gas keeps coming to my generator, I'll have power okay. to the power power company gets the power back on. Right. Okay. So. That's what I'm saying. Like, I am totally down with renewable energy. And I would love for the U.S. to be 100% renewable. But remember, that's not us 100% renewable. 
That's us producing enough energy okay. during the most ideal periods for whatever it is, right? Okay. And then using regular power sources at night. So what you're saying is probably almost impossible. You're saying it's intellectually dishonest to say 100%. But what I'm saying is, could it be an 80-20, 70-30 or something like that? Yes, that's what I'm saying. We need to yeah. get to something like that. Okay. And listen, that will produce less pollution. That will yeah. reduce global warming, if it's real. Um, no, you didn't. <laughs> wow. And you talk about me. You know, my, my dad and I, now listen, we took some time off, right? <laughs> so my dad and I, we went out of town. Uh, we went to Pitcher Forge. And he and I had the global warming argument. And he did, make, he, he made some good points. But I was like, listen. Wait, your dad believes in global warming? Yes, he does. Absolutely. And you, whoa. He's like, he, say, he tells me, look at these countries that are developing. China, India, Africa. He goes, what are they doing? Building factories. Yeah. What do those factories do? Spew off, you Pollution. know, CO2. Yeah. Does that not make the planet warmer? I'm like, yes, it does. It does. Okay. However, <laughs> when it comes to climate science, we've really only been studying the planet for, I don't know what, maybe 2,000 years we've been studying the weather? Been, not that long. Not even, right? Maybe I mean, and we've recorded years. it for what? Maybe 200 years? At, at the most. Yeah. yeah. So, and this is just my argument. Okay. If an ice age comes, right? Because okay. tell me when the when the next ice age is coming. Nobody knows. Nobody no. knows what happens right before an ice age. Yeah. We haven't lived through one. Yeah. So I'm like, I think the planet is so large, is so large that sometimes I think it's arrogant of us to think that we can control the climate. I remember my argument I always say about the uh, the fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. We've been using fossil fuels for over a hundred years. It's yeah. well over 100 years. Yeah. Before fossil fuels, what was the fuel source? Whale oil. Yeah. From whale oil to fossil fuels was a short span. We've been using, it's time for us to pivot to another to develop form a different, of energy. Yeah, form yeah. of energy. And, and I'm not saying let's just go 100% immediately. It, you know, like I, I guess the uh, car manufacturers here in America, they're doing a scale down by what, 2035? Well, GM said they'll have all electric vehicles in, in 2035. And you know what my feeling is, right? Yeah. I'm going to drive a gasoline vehicle till there's no gas stations. <laughs> Well, 2035 is, what, 14 years away. I love the sentiment, but I kind of wonder, is that going to be possible in 14 years? No, no, totally. Think about it. Okay. So it's the argument I make with people about cell phone service, right? So you have your very large carriers, right? And then you have your carriers that are, let's just say, second tier, right? Listen, 97% of the time, your cell phone will work with either carrier. It's that 3% of the time, which is why you go with, you know, Verizon, AT&T. When you go into that one spot where, you know, this other carrier may not necessarily work. The same with an electric vehicle. Listen, I should probably drive an electric vehicle, right? Because 97% of the time, we travel no more than 50 to 100 miles from our homes. Correct? Yeah, that is true. Right? It's that 3% when I want to go on my family trip to Florida. I want to go on my family trip to North Carolina. An electric vehicle. I'm not stopping for an hour to charge this now car. That dude. I agree I'll... with. I mean, we had this conversation, yeah. um, and you, you had a concern about also in cold weather, how would those batteries yeah, work? There's a reduction in performance they uh, have with to electric work, vehicles. They have, so to, have work to work those work things out. out. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm like, think about the guy in Alaska. It's like, you know, minus 10. Yeah. You know, and I fire up my electric vehicle, and I have eight miles. 
I wish you good fortune. Yeah, you're going to freeze to death. <laughs> but 14 years, I'm thinking by 2050. Don't you think that would be more reasonable to have everything? No, 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 not at the car level. No, really? no, like us being 100% renewable energy, we should have that by in the next 50 years. For 100% renewable energy. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, okay. So, the now remember, Terry believes in renewable energy. I believe in climate change. I don't know if it's us. Um, and because the climate is changing, there's no disputing that. Q just called you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm glad you caught me. You, you, you got me. Because uh, Jerry was, I was like, if I have to stop for an hour to charge this car, I'll set this car on fire. <laughs> <laughs> now that I will agree with you on that. Uh, they have to work that yeah. out. Oh, um, just go get some lunch. I don't want lunch. I just want to drive. Yeah. Yeah. So eventually, you know, even even I will eventually come around to an EV. So, uh, but I'll probably be dead. Are we yeah. saying planes as well? I mean. You got to have jet fuel. Here's planes. the thing, dude. At 35,000 square feet, you know, you've been on a plane. Have you looked at the temperature outside? It's always like negative, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I wouldn't want to take that risk. Apparently, the batteries don't work really well in extreme cold temperatures. So I don't know how we do that. I think you'll have to have some form of of fossil fuels with trucks, long haulers, and and yeah, Yeah. with that things. But yeah, it's it's a great dream. No, we we can do this. Yeah. We can do this. I want us to do it. But let's this. To my fellow tree hugging people all around the world, like me, we're still going to have a nuclear power plant. No, we're still going to have no. a natural gas power plant. I'm sorry. Get rid of nuclear energy. No. What France is powered by nuclear energy? Well, that's France. And they they do it. No really offense well. to you guys, but that's France. Okay. <laughs> all right. So when we get back, Jerry's got a commentary. Whoo! Good debate, Jerry. Jerry's got a commentary. Uh, then we got a sports show, and then we're going to close the show. All right, we're back. So, Jerry, All right, to Terry. borrow a line from you, what say you? <laughs> hey, Terry, March begins the celebration of Women's History Month. I believe every month we should celebrate women. I could uh, list the many women who have celebrate, who we have celebrated um, to this nation, but I will leave some out undoubtedly. I have to mention Harriet Tubman, a woman barely five feet tall, but was a giant for her actions in helping hundreds, if not thousands, of her people escape, escape the bondage of slavery pre-Civil War. Victoria Woodhull, who in 1872 became the first woman to run for president, even though she and every woman at the time were not allowed to vote in America. It would be 47 years before women gained the right to vote. Eleanor Roosevelt, the first lady who, in my opinion, was the greatest first lady for her activism on human rights and race relations. And today we have Kamala Harris, the first woman vice president of the United States. Women have broken one glass ceiling, but still have many more to go. So many women are unsung heroes we don't hear or know about. One such lady was my mother. My father died when I was 12. My mother never remarried. She managed a household with four children alone. She worked two jobs so that her children could have a better life. She is still the hardest worker I've ever seen in my life. She instilled in us work ethic and Christian values that I still go by to this day. My mother passed away 12 years ago this month. I still miss her. She is the greatest woman I have ever known. So thank you, Cutis Butler. You were one of a kind, and I salute you. Back to you, Terry. My God. 
Someone is cutting up onions in here. I got water in my eyes. Whew. That was great, Jerry. Thank you, Terry. It was great. All right. So when we get back, we're going to talk sports. What are we talking about? A wild TBFL offseason. Okay. All right. So when we get back, we're going to talk about the NFL, not the TBFL. All right, we're back. So, Jerry, it is wild. This offseason. Dude, what is going on? We were just talking. And, and think about this. We had a blockbuster trade earlier. The Detroit yeah. Lions, Ram, and uh, Matt Ram Stafford. For Jared Goff. My, I mean, my fellow Bulldog finally got his walking papers and he was able to go to L.A. Go ahead. They better win. No. For what they, they gave up. They this, will. They, they will. better they will. win. No, no, no. They better win a Super Bowl. They have to win a Super Bowl. Listen, don't put that much pressure on no, my no, guy. no, 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 no. You don't get rid of an all-pro quarterback. You got to win a Super Bowl. If they don't win a Super Bowl in the next two years, they got to fire the head coach. Now, I'm being honest with that. All right. That's a huge move. But that's not even the biggest move. Terry, Deshaun Watson is not even the biggest deal no. that's going on. No. Russell Wilson. All right, now, hold on. Yeah. It seems like... I mean, the season was over. Yeah. We saw Russ was it on like a podcast or something. And then all hell breaks loose. I don't know what happened. I, what, what is going on? And, you know, I'm a news junkie. So I read that yeah. he called out some of the players on the team and they were a little bit upset. And then all of a sudden he, he wants to be traded. What, what's what happened? That? Here's the deal. Russell Wilson is the greatest quarterback in Seattle Seahawks history. It's not Hands even down. close. Yes. Yeah. I can't believe I saw some comments where you actually had fans who were trying to discredit that saying, no, it wasn't. They don't who know. Who did they say it was? Jim Zorn, Dave Craig, Hasselbeck. Get out of here. Those people don't know anything. They, they're not even be taken serious. But the big deal is, is the team that's you know on the forefront of possibly trading for Russell, the Chicago Bears. We were just talking about that. <sighs> I think this is a move for Russell and his wife, Sierra. I think it's more Seattle is out in the great Northwest, Pacific Northwest. You don't but really dude, when hear you think from them. Seahawk, you think Russell Wilson. A- absolutely. When I think Chicago Bears, I don't care if he goes. I don't think Russell. Sid Luckman. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's the last great yeah, quarterback yeah, they had. Yeah. No offense to Jim McMahon, but Sid Luckman is the last great quarterback the Chicago Bears ever had. They're going to have okay. to address some line issues. If they're going to the have a Russell. Yeah, if they're going to have a Russell Wilson. Here's the deal. If I'm the general manager in Seattle, you do everything in your power to keep him. He's a franchise quarterback. I mean, a true franchise quarterback. And listen, when you came into the studio today, you Mm -hmm. told me the relationship with him and Pete Carroll has I thought I read some. This is a compilation of stories that I, when I wrote this up, and I thought that I saw somewhere that there's there's a strain in that relationship. Like, my goodness. This is a situation. And this may be unpopular, but if you got the quarterback and the coach, I think you get rid of the coach and you keep the quarterback. Before Russell Wilson got there, Pete Carroll won seven games, seven games, I think six games. Got Russell Wilson, 11 games. The next year they won the Super Bowl. The next year they should have won the Super Bowl if they'd have handed the ball off to Marshawn Lynch. But they gave Tom Brady another ring. It all comes back down to Tom Brady, doesn't it? Jerry, tell us how much you love Mr. Tom Brady. But here's the deal. If... I'm the Seahawks general manager, and that relationship is beyond repair. Mm-hmm. I want a king's ransom. You're going to give me two number ones, two number twos, and your firstborn. 
Wow. That's what you said <laughs> about the Deshaun I'm Watson trade, I'm right? kidding about the first yeah. one. Yeah. For yeah. Deshaun yeah, Watson, I want three number ones. Yeah. You're going to give me three. You're going to give me half a team for Deshaun Watson. I want three number ones, <laughs> two number twos, and you can throw some later round draft picks in there for Deshaun Watson. But with Russell, the Bears, I will fleece the Chicago Bears. You're going to give me two number ones. Yeah. If, if you're not going to come at me with two number ones, forget it. I'll find somebody. If he's that unhappy, I'll send yeah. him to New York. Wow. To the Jets or the Giants. Because with those... That, no, that's but how listen. You, you send a, a talented quarterback to New York, Giants. They all of a sudden start playing well and win Super Bowls. If he goes... If Russell Wilson goes to the Giants, you're absolutely right. They're, they're probably... Saquon Barkley? Yeah. Yeah. They're probably a Super Bowl contender with Russell Wilson at quarterback. Heck, they almost made the playoffs with Daniel Jones. No offense to Daniel Jones, but yeah. he ain't Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this dude. Yeah, but no, dude, I'm just shocked that the, the storylines, I'm like, yeah, Russ yeah. wants out of Seattle? What? Yeah. yeah we thought it was going to be a boring offseason. What, what is it? Let Russ cook? You know? I don't understand. Yeah. Wow. But if, if if they get rid of him, you better make up for it. And you better hit on a draft pick. You got him in the third round. But he is worth every bit of a first round or two first yeah, rounders yeah. now. So yeah. you better... Do you, you, you got to do right by your franchise? What else you got? Right. The, um, the one trade that already happened, you know, before that Dak Prescott, mm-hmm. you know, with Dallas, um, there was rumor that the the Seahawks could trade Russell for Dak straight up. Probably have to throw some draft picks in there. I think that's cooled off. I think the Cowboys are going to sign him. It's amazing. I said I wasn't going to pay attention to this stuff anymore, but no, yeah. Remember, <laughs> Jerry's not watching football. I don't know why yeah. he's looking yeah, at I know. this. I, I mean, know. for a sport you're never going to watch again. Are you sure? Uh, yeah, you know a I, lot? With Deshaun Watson, you know, there are the Denver Broncos, Carolina Panthers, New York Jets, and Miami Dolphins are all in the mix to trade for Deshaun Watson. And here's the deal. Denver, Miami, man, the Jets too. And you certainly, all those teams, they have quarterbacks that, you got young quarterbacks. You don't want to build. This is where I disagree with today's NFL. If I got me a young quarterback, if I invested a first round draft or early second round draft pick in him, if I see something in him, I'm going to try to build around that quarterback. I am not going to just give up on him after one season. In the case of Denver, they are giving up on, um, I can't even think of the quarterback's name, um, Drew Locke. Yeah. Less, in, in a year. One year. Uh, Miami. Tua Tagovailoa. Less than a year. The Jets with Sam Darnold, I think they probably do need to part ways. But those are Teddy Bridgewater with Carolina. His first year in the system. And you're going to be like, let's pull the plug and let's get Deshaun Watson. You're going to be drafting in the top five every year because I don't care who you get. John Elway is not going to uh, build that team up if you go, you keep you know, rotating you know, players in and out. J.J. Mm-hmm. Watt, future Hall of Famer. Went I'm to Arizona. Surprised everybody. He had a chance to go to Cleveland which is an up-and-coming. He could have been opposite of uh, Miles Garrett. That's what I was thinking. That yeah. was that would have been tremendous. Yeah. Buffalo. He had a shot for Buffalo. I mean, I think Buffalo is the next great team in the AFC. I, I, I agree. I agree. But he chose the Arizona Cardinals. Somebody knows something. Mm. It ain't just about money because, come on, man. Kyler Murray, I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. I like Cliff Kingsbury as a head coach, but that shocked me. Him with J.J. Watt going to Arizona. His brothers, both of his brothers play for the Steelers. Yeah, they're both in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Surprised. I'm just surprised it wasn't Cleveland. Yeah. You know, but, hey, 
more power to him. He got his money, and I hope he can win some games. I wish him good fortune in the years ahead. Yeah. Is that all you got for us? I think that's about it. Um, all right. Yeah. So it was a, you know, it's it's going to be an interesting offseason coming. Dude, you know, sometimes upcoming. the NFL offseason yeah. is more spicy than the regular season. This offseason is yeah. super spicy. We still have the NFL draft coming up because a lot of these moves, you'll think about it, You got, what, five quarterbacks that yeah. could go in the first two oh, rounds? One, one, one thing of note. Mm-hmm. So my fellow Georgia Bulldog, Eric Stokes Jr., Okay. Supposedly ran a four two four at pro uh, day. Yeah, it was yeah because they're not doing the combine southeast combine or something. He wow, ran a four two four four two four. And what I mean, I defensive back. He's a cornerback. Wow, that's good. Is he how? What is his height? You're only like five like eleven, six, six feet, six one, six. No, no, six feet maybe. He's a cornerback. Yeah, for the Bulldogs, number wow. twenty four. Fantastic. Just I wish you the best, alone, brother. Should shoot him up in, in people's drafts um, boards. And Board, stuff yeah, yeah, boards. you know yeah. that. All yeah. right. So yeah. when we get back, we're gonna close the show. All right. All right, we're back. All right, Jerry. Hey, listen. The show has been on hiatus. I'm done traveling. I am going to travel in April, spring okay. break. Okay. Okay. We're going out to see my wife's sister. Yeah. So I'll be gone then. So we won't record that. But I will make you this promise. We're mm-hmm. going to have the show more regularly, Jerry. I, okay. I am done traveling, sir. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, Terry, I want to say one more thing real quick. We need to be kind to Asian Americans in this country. All this crap that's going on about people attacking them over COVID, it is not their fault. This is, they had nothing to do with these people. It's so, the most ridiculous yo, it thing is. in the world. Yo, leave Asian American people alone. If you can't be kind to them, just keep moving. No. Yo, they had nothing to do with this virus. It's just weird how people are. Yeah. I mean, like the person you're attacking, what did they have to do with Absolutely them? nothing. I mean, if you really yeah. want to go after somebody, then get on a plane and find the guy. No, come on. No, get on a plane ridiculous. and go after the leaders who let you down by telling you not to wear a mask. Oh, here we yeah, go. Yeah, I said it. Oh, yeah, I said it. We said we weren't going to talk I didn't name a name. Hey, man. Didn't name a name. And it could be more than just him. You got a governor down in Florida that's just, that's just as bad. In Texas, too. Yeah. People without power. Exactly. Oh, let's open everything up. But lay off Asian Americans in this country. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And remember, at the second page news, we provide you with news that you can use. We'll make you think or make you laugh. We'll see you next week. Good night, Madagascar. Madagascar. All right.